verses here. Amen. By the leading of the Lord, praise God. We have been, uh, this is very familiar. Now, if you have been, uh, if you've been raised in church, you went to Sunday school at all, uh, you've been in church any length of time, you have heard, amen, the uh, the story of, of Daniel, amen, and the three Hebrew boys, praise God. But maybe you haven't today, if you haven't, amen, we want to share with you today, amen, what the Lord has laid on our heart. But even if you have, how many knows, amen, that there's always a fresh, amen, revelation in the Word of God, amen? Praise God, praise God. Daniel chapter 3, we're going to begin with verse 8. So good to have everybody today. Truly thankful for you, amen, that are here. Daniel 3 and 8, everybody have it, say amen. Amen. Wherefore at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, has made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. Whoso falls down and not falls down and worships that he should be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews who thou set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you do not serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if you be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship that image which I have made, it's well. But if you worship not, you shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen? We're going to bless the shofar, so we want you to give the Lord praise for his word today. Come on, let's bless him. Hallelujah. He's been already been in his presence. It's already been fantastic in this place. And now let's give him praise for what he's already amen accomplished. Some here today, amen. I always take into account 
You know, I, I remember back in a time when I, I never used to think about, maybe there was folks, amen, uh, that would be present that never heard, amen, of, uh, of the story or never, amen, understood. And so uh, for a lot of years now, I've been trying to keep that in my mind, amen. And so for those of you that may not, amen, uh, know the full background of what is in context here, just a real quick background in Daniel as we get to Daniel chapter 3. Uh, we find here that God's people have been taken into captivity in Babylon. Amen. Uh, they are uh, taken and brought into captivity. Amen. And they are, uh, they've been in captivity under Babylon. Amen. King Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Who was the king. Uh, the Bible tells us, amen, that uh, when he brought, when they brought certain of the Jews, amen, into uh, captivity in Babylon. Now you understand that Babylon worshipped uh, a man other gods. They did not worship the God of the Jews. Amen. They did not worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They did not worship Yahweh. They did not worship Jehovah, the God that we've been worshiping here today. The God of this universe. They did not worship him. But they worshipped all these other gods. There was a God for the moon, a God for the sun, a God for the rain. There was a, a, a man that were goddesses for fertility. There was a God or goddesses of the water, amen, God, gods or goddesses of fire, just, uh, there was a God or a goddess for everything, so these, uh, amen, are who they worshipped, and so when they brought, amen, the Hebrews or the Jews, which worshipped uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, amen, there were uh, certain of the Jews that were promoted, uh, amen, in the kingdom, uh, one of those was a man by the name of Daniel, Daniel Daniel was a man who interpreted dreams. God gave him things in dreams, and Daniel was an interpreter of dreams, and this was the prime reason uh, that behind his promotion, a man into the kingdom, he was made the chief governor of Babylon, a man, because he could interpret dreams. He could, uh, a man, uh, describe and explain uh, when dreams were given. So Daniel was made the chief governor of Babylon. And because Daniel was now put in this position, was promoted, Daniel took three of his Jewish friends by the name of Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, and he promoted them, a man, and made them his advisors. And so his connection to the king of Babylon, a man, allowed him to bring in three of his friends, three of his comrades, Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, and they were now his advisors. And so the, uh, what leading up into, amen, Daniel chapter 3, we find that the king, King Nebuchadnezzar has, uh, amen, made a statue of himself. Uh, amen. The statue that King Nebuchadnezzar made, uh, the Bible says, uh, now, it says it was a golden statue, uh, but history says that it was probably made of wood and overlaid with gold simply because of the weight uh, and what it would take to, to, for it to be solid gold. But he made a golden statue. Amen. This statue was 90 feet high. It was 90 feet tall and it was 9 feet wide. Amen. So that's a pretty big statue. Amen. This golden statue. Amen. This head that he made of himself. Amen. 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And the Bible says that he sent out word in all the provinces of Babylon. He sent out into all of the provinces, to all of the governors in Babylon and all of the cities and all of the areas. Amen. He sent out... 
amen, unto them uh, that there was going to be a dedication of this statue. Uh, and he summons all of them to come for the dedication. Uh, and the Bible says that they all came. There would have been thousands uh, that were there for this dedication of this golden statue. Now imagine, amen, their eyes when they saw this 90 foot tall, uh, uh, amen, bust or head of, uh, uh, of King Nebuchadnezzar that was nine feet wide. So imagine, amen, uh, uh, to their uh, uh, just their surprise at what it was. But the Bible says that thousands of them, they came and they gathered for the dedication of this statue. They did not really know that this was really going to be a test of their allegiance to the king. Amen. This was going to test whether or not that they were, amen, faithful to King Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. And the Bible says that when they all gathered together, amen, in the town, and there uh, and around the statue, the Bible says that the herald began to cry uh, and he began to tell them. Uh, now, I understand that they did not know what was going to take place uh, before they got there. So, this knew that they were summoned by the king, uh, that they must be here for the dedication of this statue. Uh, and so, when they get there, the herald of the king began to cry out uh, and he said, When you hear all of the music, when you hear the harp, when you hear the flute, when you hear the cornet, when you hear the sackbut, when you hear hear the sultry, when you hear all the kinds of music. Now, you got to understand that this was an elaborate thing. This wasn't just a, a, a few hobos getting together. Oh, grab your guitar. We're going to go. We're going to go into the town square and the king is having a dedication and uh, we're going to play along. It wasn't like that. He had, he had spent some time. Now, understand that it didn't, amen, the statue wasn't built overnight either, that it took a while for this to be made, amen, and this was a very very well organized event. Amen. It would have been much like, a, I, I kind of picture it like the Olympics. Amen. With the, the opening, amen, or the closing of the Olympics. The elaborate, uh, amen, time that an effort that went into it. Special chosen people. Amen. So uh, these people had come together and I believe that they had practiced and I believe that the king had, had chosen the songs, the music that they were playing. And so the heralds said when you hear all of this music, he said you must fall down immediately and worship the golden idol. Amen. So here now they come. They had no idea what was going to be taking place. They just knew that the king, uh, amen, said, come, we're going to have a dedication, uh, amen, ceremony for, uh, amen, the golden statue. Uh, but when they get there, hallelujah, everything is set in place uh, and all of the details are worked out. Can I tell you today that our enemy, and we all have a common enemy, and in case you don't know who he is, uh, amen, it is Satan. Uh, when I say the enemy, that is who I am speaking of. Uh, in the Hebrew, let me remind you that he is called the Satan. Uh, hallelujah, because, amen, he is the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that tells you you are not worthy. He's the one that tells you that your situation is hopeless. Uh, he's the one that tells you that there is no uh, amen way out in the situation that you're in. He is the one that tells you nobody loves you. He is the one that tells you nobody wants you. He is the one that tells you that amen that you might as well die and not even live. Uh, hallelujah. The enemy. Uh, 
Can I tell you that the enemy has an elaborate agenda that is set up, hallelujah, to get you to the right place. That when he gets you there, hallelujah, you're going to be tested as to whether or not you are going to bow to what he is playing or you're going to stand for what you know is the truth. I need somebody to help me. I'm just laying a little foundation for you today. Amen. Say with me. Hallelujah. So uh, when this music and all of this begin to play, he says you must bow down and fall down and worship. And this herald said, if you don't, if you don't fall down and worship, now understand that they showed up not knowing what was going to happen. Now there they are and they can't get away. Now there they are and they can't say, oh no, um, i got to use the bathroom or, or, or no, I, 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 I can't say, I can't say. It wasn't like that, amen? You understand the authority of the king and so they couldn't back out. Now they're put with a choice. You either bow down and worship when you hear the sound of the music. When you hear the sound that the enemy has put together to try and woo you, to try and bring you under his submission, it's going to be a test of your allegiance. Hallelujah. They didn't realize that they were being tested. But the herald said, if you don't bow down and fall down, he didn't just say bow, he said fall. If you don't fall down and worship, immediately you shall be taken and cast into a fiery furnace. Amen. So now, here in a split second, hallelujah, they were all faced with a decision. They were either going to bow or they were going to stand. Amen. They were either going to worship this golden image or they were going to end up in a fiery furnace, which meant they were going to die. They were going to literally be burned alive. Come on, somebody, stay with me. Hallelujah. And so they didn't know when the music was going to start. They didn't know how long, amen, that the orchestra had been given to wait. Amen. But the Bible says, hallelujah, that in some time after the herald made this, hallelujah, amen, he said, listen, here's what you got to understand. Amen. You got to pay attention to that. He said, You will be thrown into a burning furnace. That meant that the furnace was already on fire, the fire was already in existence. It wasn't like they were going to take them and then they were going to light the furnace or light the fire in the furnace and then throw them in. Can I tell you that the enemy's fire is already waiting on you? Oh, come on, somebody. The enemy's fire is already burning, waiting for you, hallelujah, to be put to the test. I need somebody to stay with me. Hallelujah. He's already got a man the fire ready. A man to test you. It's an active fire. Hallelujah. Now here's what you got to understand. Amen. But this powerful threat was meant to, amen, to be regarded, hallelujah, amen, as a refusal to worship, amen, not just a refusal to worship, but this was really going to be regarded as treason unto the king. That meant, amen, that 
if you did not bow, what is treason? It's when uh, a man, a person desires to overthrow the government uh, or they want to kill the sovereign who is in charge. Hallelujah. So this really was more than a man about a religious refusal to worship. Can I tell you the devil doesn't care if you're in church today? He really is not intimidated. Help me to help me to stay back for a minute. Hallelujah. I'm just trying to set it up for you this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So listen, this was really more about treason. Amen. And not just a religious offense. So if you didn't bow down to worship, amen, this golden idol, it was saying that you were resisting the king and the kingdom. That you were, were amen, potentially, amen, having the probability of trying to overthrow the kingdom. You were trying to take the, the, the throne from the king. Amen. That you would even possibly kill, hallelujah, amen, the sovereign one that was in charge. Can I tell you today, hallelujah, that Jesus has already taken care of the overthrow. Jesus has already overthrown the, the throne of, hallelujah, our enemy. He is the prince of the air. He is the prince of this world. He is the prince of darkness.
It's not about power. God's got enough power. If he's got a hand, he's got a hand. I don't know what it looks like. I'm, I'm assuming it looks like this somehow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Five fingers. The Bible talks about the finger of God. So, amen. He's got a hand. He's got fingers. Amen. He's got enough power in the, 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 the microscopic tip of his smallest finger to destroy this whole earth, including Satan and his minions. It's not about power. Amen. He gave Satan the power that he has. Come on, somebody. Do you hear me? It's about authority. It's about who you're going to allow to control your life. It's about who is in control of your mind, your thoughts, your actions. I need somebody to help me in this place. It's about dominion. It's not about power. My God in heaven, I'm trying to step back. Somebody to help me. And then you know 
And there were certain jealous Chaldeans. Now, now I believe that these, these men were jealous of Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael because they were Jews. And now they were advisors to the, amen, to the chief governor of Babylon, which was also now a Jew. Amen. And they were, amen, they were Babylonians. They were Chaldeans. They were the ones that should have been there. Amen. And the Bible says, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But they went to the king. Amen. When they saw Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael. Now, can you imagine out of all the thousands of people, and we know that they themselves bowed, hallelujah, but amen, they still took the time to notice three out of thousands. Because they were watching. Don't you think the enemy is not seeking whom he may devour? The Bible says that he's going to and fro as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Thousands of government officials were there. It'd be pretty easy to overlook three people, especially if you were bowing and worshiping like you were supposed to. Three would be easy to not notice, but, but can I tell you, the enemy sees you when you praise. He sees you when you make up your mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. He sees when you say, no, I'm not going to give in to that. Uh, the temptation comes and it's hard. Uh, and I feel it and it's, it's, it's tough and this is hard. Uh, but I'm not going to bow to it. I'm not going to give in to it. When the world's music, and I'm not talking about, amen, specifically any kind of music. I'm talking about the sound, uh, amen, that comes from the world. Uh, the sound that comes from the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, that is ruling the world. When you hear that sound. Uh, hallelujah, and it, uh, amen, puts a lot of folks under a trance. Uh, it hypnotizes them. Uh, hallelujah, when you feel that, but you say, you know what, I'm not going to give in. Uh, amen, those times you say, you know what, I'm not going to let it happen. Uh, hallelujah, when that word, uh, that curse word wants to come out your mouth, you say, you know what, uh, I'm not going to let it happen. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, hallelujah, you set your toes, say Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody runs you off the road, say Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody, amen, takes you off. Look, you all know me. I struggle with people on the road. They get on my nerves. People don't know how to drive. People act crazy on the road. Hallelujah. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, amen, we were going to eat after service on a Sunday. Amen. We were, we were up north, and I was switched changing lanes. If I got off the exit, and I looked and checked, and there wasn't nobody there. Hallelujah. But as I was going over, all of a sudden, I heard this loud horn, and so I stopped, and I swerved over. So the dude could go on Well he sat there Amen So I went ahead and got over Hallelujah That he was up behind me Laying on his horn And I just come out of Sunday church The <laughs> man was with me I'm like God mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said he's crazy He was an older man So he's laying on his horn so then we're going up. We, we, we didn't know where we were going. We followed GPS. We were going somewhere we never been before. We were going up and, and, and we're, we're getting in the lane. And here he comes over and he stops and slows down. and gets right beside the truck and starts blowing the horn. Playing on his hands. Carrying on. We didn't even look at him. We didn't want to play. He just kept carrying on. Going, Lord have mercy, Jesus. My Lord, brother. I did what like I was trying to keep you. Have you not ever accidentally got over when you thought you had come on somebody to be here? Hallelujah. Amen. Don't you know that? Amen. He followed. 
where we were going this Sunday. Now look, I was in my pickup truck. I could have swatched his little car. But he was, <laughs> ooh, hallelujah. The thoughts in my mind, I'm like, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lewin's like, don't say a word, don't say nothing. But I'm like, I'm not looking. He's, he's, he's crazy. If he's that crazy, he could have a gun or anything. Who knows? You know, he followed, amen. And so I, I purposely, amen, backed off so that he could go, amen. He went. Do you know he turned in? We had to turn into this shopping center, amen. And he saw, amen, that what, which direction we were going. So he turned, he backed in, and he waited for us to pass, amen. How did, you know what? I think he was afraid of me now. Uh huh. Well, then he, then he pulls up, gets up right to where we're about to pull in our parking spot, lays on his horn again. I'm thinking. And he finally went that way. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? And that's just like the enemy. He's relentless. He will not quit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you understand? Amen. Hallelujah. What I'm saying. Amen. The enemy will know when you've got your mind made up. He will recognize when you have said, you know what? I'm not bending. I'm not bowing. I'm not giving in. I'm going to change this thing. I'm going to give this to God. I'm going to trust him. He's going to believe. Hallelujah. Come on. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. But listen. Amen. Listen. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael had to know they'd eventually get discovered. Amen. They had to know that eventually, amen, they were going to stand out and they were going to get discovered. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible says that when the Chaldeans went and tattled on Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, that he was enraged. He was furious. And he sent for them to come. Amen. And they brought Hananiah and Azariah and Mishael. Hallelujah. Before him. And the king said to them. Now listen. I got to think that, you know, he, he didn't accept it. He didn't accept the hearsay. He could have just said, throw him in the furnace. But he said, bring him here. And he said, is it true? Hey, fellas. You know, about like a dad. Hey, fellas, is it true? That you didn't bow and worship the, the, the golden image and you don't serve our gods? He said, is it true? Now here's the thing. It's one thing to make a stand. But it's another thing, thing to stand under pressure. It's one thing to say, me and Jesus, we've got our own thing going on here. And nobody going to stop me. But when you're standing in the presence under pressure, and I like what he said. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand. I know the King James is a little bit hard, but you, you gotta understand. He said, he said, so now if you're ready, it'll be a good thing. So, 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 so now you know, I understand that you didn't, but but here's what he said. Now that you're in front of me, I'm, I'm supposing you're ready to bow. That's what he was, that, that was what he was saying. So now that you're here, I'm guessing that if you didn't bow, that now you're really ready to bow. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. It's one thing to take a stand, but it's another thing. Hallelujah. When you stick to the stand under pressure. 
That's why you've got to keep your mind covered, transformed by the word, prayer. Come on. You've got to, you've got to have a, a life of worship. He said, but if not, then you're going to be cast immediately. And here's what he said. He said, and there is none of the gods that will be able to deliver you out of my it wasn't even your God. He said there will be none of the gods that we worship. Talk about pride. There will be none of the gods able to deliver you out of my hand. Think of the pressure they had to compromise right there at that moment. We've all been there. We've all been there. I don't know who the Lord's talking to this morning and why. And that I had something completely, completely opposite to preach this morning. Completely different subject. And the Lord put this on my heart. Amen. Yesterday morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want you to think about the pressure to compromise. Think about what was in front of them. The king. The burning furnace. The music. All of the other fellow citizens. And all of the other competitors that were there. All of this was in front of them. And the pressure to compromise in that moment. But God was more real to them than any of these other things. I said God was more real to them than any of these other things that were before them. Say with me, I try, will try not to keep it on. Think about it. I never thought about that till this morning. Take note that Nebuchadnezzar insulted all of the gods. So I got to thinking about today and, 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 and in our world and in our culture. He was really more of a secularist or a humanist than he was a theist. It really wasn't about him worshiping these other gods. It was about him having control. It was about his self-righteousness and his pride and his ability to say, ain't nobody going to tell me, amen, that I need to worship God. You don't bow to me. All these other gods don't have enough power to deliver you out of our hands, including your God. Tell me that's not the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. Tell me that that's not amen, the spirit of Antichrist. Hallelujah. It ain't about amen. I'm going to listen to what they said. I love this. Verse 16. Hallelujah. They said, you know what? Oh, king, your question does not even deserve an answer. It does not even require an answer. In other words, they were saying, we don't need to defend ourselves. We don't have any need to defend ourselves. Amen. We're guilty as charged. The guilt we have here is clear. But here's what I want you to understand. We're not going to bow. Hallelujah. It doesn't require an answer. In other words, I don't have to tell you. I'm not going to explain myself because this is how it's going to stay. We refuse to bow out there and we refuse to bow in here. Hallelujah. But our God is able. Somebody said able. Somebody say able. Somebody say able. Somebody say able. Because our God is able to deliver us. But if not... 
bow down. But if not, we still will not bow, nor will we serve your gods. Amen. Praise the Lord. You say, why are you making a point of that? Because this shows submission to the word. That no matter what the compromise and the pressure is, hallelujah, you must always do what is right according to the word of God. Even if God didn't do what they expected or that they hoped he would, come on now, you know they're thinking, well, I hope if we get thrown in there, I hope hope he'll follow through. But if he don't, we're still not going to compromise. We're still not going to bow. Bring on the fire. Let the trials think it not strange concerning these fiery trials which have come to try you. Because when it is finished, you know what that means? That means it'll be over. That means it's not going to get the best of you. When you're a child of God, you can go through the devil's fire. You can go through torment. You can go through hell. But the Bible already said Oh, 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 oh,
says the Lord I am present in your midst to bring you the peace the joy the hope and the grace that you desire my word says nothing is too hard for me to do if that were not so I would not have put it in my word but I say unto you that nothing is too hard for me trust me for the hard things and watch me reveal my glory in your life in many days hence says the Lord come on Self-love and forget that it's not about us. Hallelujah. 
Sunday morning. He doesn't even care if you stand and lift your hands and sing every word to every worship song. He doesn't care if you lift and wave your hands. He doesn't care if you pay your tithes. Hallelujah. But if, hallelujah, you refuse to bow to his lies and to his sin and his temptations and his deceptions, now the fire's on. Now the threat is coming. That's when you become, hallelujah, a threat to hell. That's when, hallelujah, the pursuit and everything comes against you. That's when you wake up in the emergency room with a tube down your throat. Breathing for you when you know you refuse to bow to the enemy. When you refuse to bow to that kingdom and you're going to stand for his kingdom. He don't care if you worship Jesus. There was all kinds of religions and false religions worshiping the name of Jesus. And they can be in one room. That does not bother the devil. It's when everybody else sits down and you say standing up. That's when the evidence is in front of him. trying to finish they said let it be known let it be known in other words we don't care who you tell but we want you to know let it be known we don't serve your gods nor will we worship that image look this took great faith yeah. Right. Come on, this was not an easy thing. Right. I told you my faith's been stretched. Yeah. Uh-huh. I realized that, ooh, help me, Jesus, that I'm looking to man's pockets more than I am to God's source. Right. Come on. Look, as far as I know, anyway, now, <laughs> if you can't, you're in here. Hallelujah. As far as I know, there ain't nobody in this in this congregation that can write a five million dollar check. <laughs> Are there? That's funny, but I'm being serious. You sitting on that board of God? The wealth of the wicked. Wait up for the righteous. Where do you think the wicked's wealth comes from? God said, that's what you got to be looking to. Not the billionaire. Not the one that can write a check. Not the one that can write a check. Amen. Some kind of check. Amen. Praise God. Are you kidding? Are you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. It took great faith. But see, they were faithful in the little things. I want you to hear me. This is important. I want you to hear me. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get through this. They were faithful in the little things. Remember when, when they were when they were told they needed to eat the impure foods? And they refused to eat them. Come on. Now, it ain't about whether you think that ball what are I know. This was this was their obedience. And they were tempted. They knew they were going to be there for a while. It wasn't like, you know, they were visiting. And they were going, you know. Uh, they 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 refuse to eat the impure foods. Can I tell you that we can fail in obedience because we wait for something big to test our faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think I will. We can fail in obedience because we wait for something big to test our faith. When we allow small compromises, yet we tell ourselves we'll stand firm when it really matters. Oh, that's powerful. That's good. We gotta win the small battles. How many of you said yes, Lord? We believe for five point five million, and yes. He can't even get you to write a check for one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. about money. That just happens to be where it's at. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to ask you. Right. You know I'll preach about money. Lord, help us to get over yourself. <laughs> but He wakes you up. At two o'clock in the morning, and you can't go back to sleep, and you feel urged to, to go seek the Lord in prayer. And he's saying, Go pray, but you're like, Oh, I'm so tired. But you're staying with the church for five and a half million dollars. And then, then when the devil comes against your marriage and your family, you're not going to take my you're not going to take my family, but then all of a sudden you find yourself buckling. It's because you haven't been obedient in the small thing. And you're waiting for that big test. You know, when it really matters. Yeah. Come on. You know I'm talking right. Yeah. But see, it's in the time of testing. And how, how, many, how many times do we justify our disobedience? Oh, yeah. Come on. I'm preaching from here to there. Yeah. Right there. I know I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm uh, exclusive. How many times have we said, oh, well, we really don't have anything to gain by resisting, so we might as well just, you know, win in Rome, do as the Romans do. Come on. Come on. Amen, come on. Well, I'll lose my job if I, if I make a stand for God and I resist. I'll lose my job. Here's, I never thought about this before. But you know, the, 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 the opportunity to compromise will come and we'll, we'll tell ourselves, well, they're not asking us to renounce our God. He never once told them to renounce their God. Yeah. Yeah. He just says, bow to ours. Yeah. That's good. And so we'll justify, yeah. Yeah. well, they're not really telling us that we, we shouldn't worship and we can't go to church. You know, everybody else is doing it. Well, it's only once. Here's the big one. God understands. Come on. Forgive me, Father. Come on. When we're, when we're, when we're truly at the time of testing. And then we think we're going to stand when the big test comes. Come on, somebody. Help me now. I know it's getting quiet in here. But they said, we're not careful to answer you. We won't even think about it. They could have, right then and there, they could have surrendered and said, Well, he's not telling us we can't worship Jehovah. He's just telling us that we need to go ahead and bow. We know we're stuck here. God understands that that what what kind of mess would we be in? What kind of resistance or what kind of life would it be here if we if we refuse to bow? You know what's going to come against us? We, we're, we're, God says we got to be here. 
You know what? Let's just go ahead. God understands. Lord knows. It's only this one time. Let's bow this one time and get it over with. Come on, somebody. Do you understand how we do that? Well, I'll just do this one time. Just this one time. Well, then one time becomes two times. Not three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So where you don't have any control that you're doing it, you're in the middle of doing it, and you don't even remember starting to do it. Amen? It's called compromise. Compromise, yep. They said, this is, listen, they said, we're not even careful to answer you. Now I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting to where I'm going. This is what takes us into the enemy's side. This is what gets you in the furnace. That's what gets you in a fiery trap. And when they said this to Nebuchadnezzar, he was full of rage. And the Bible says that the expression on his face changed. Come on. It literally says that his face twisted. We call that demons. Because here's the thing. I believe he was talking to him like a father. Okay, now boys. Is it true? Is it, it, now is it really true that you, you're refusing to bow, that you didn't bow? Now, here's the thing. Now, when you hear the music, in other words, I'm giving you a chance to be yourself. If you hear the music, then you go ahead and bow. And if you're ready, well, then we're good. But now, if not, if not, stick your finger in that socket. See what happens. <laughs> Come on. If not, you're going to immediately be thrown into a fiery furnace. And they're like, let it be known. So he went from that father to that demonic, a man that, that, that demonically empowered that spirit that was behind him. And he was full of rage and the expression on his face changed. Amen. So much so that he said, you know what? Turn the temperature up on the fire. He forgot that they were advisors to the chief governor. He didn't care. Hallelujah. Because it was about him. It wasn't about religious worship. It was about him. And how dare you not do what I want you to do. How dare you assert my authority and my throne. And he turned it up seven times hotter. History says the temperature went to 10,700 degrees. That's how hot the fire was. And he said, I want you to get the mighty men of valor in my army. And I want them to come and I want them to bind these boys. And the Bible says he tied them up and he threw them in the fire. Hallelujah. Why are you going to tie them up when they're going to be burned up instantly? Why are you going to put ropes around their ankles and their wrists and their hands when they're, come on somebody, hallelujah. Amen. I believe he thought there might be a chance they'll get out. Come on, there just might be a chance. Oh, come on somebody. That's why the devil, when you're already troubled and you're in that trial and you're feeling heaviness, he'll throw depression. He'll throw sickness in your body. He'll throw a financial glitch in your checkbook. He'll send somebody that you love and respect to come against you. He'll cause all these other things to try and bind you. Hallelujah, because he doesn't want you to be a man free. But listen to me. Hallelujah. He was doing everything he could to make sure that it happened. Hallelujah. Amen. But when the guards got to the door, you know the story. Hallelujah. The fire was so hot it burned them up. Hallelujah. But not before they were able to throw Hananiah, Azariah, and Misha 
Hazael in the furnace. Hallelujah. Remember? Hallelujah. Their names were changed. Hallelujah. We know their names were changed. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael were their birth names. That was their given names by God. Hallelujah. And, and Hananiah means Yahweh is gracious. Azariah means Yahweh has helped. Mishael means who is like God. But they changed Hananiah's name to Shadrach, which meant the servant of sin. They changed Mishael to Meshach, which means who is what the moon God is. And they changed, hallelujah, amen, Azariah to Abednego, which meant the servant of Nebo, or the servant of the God, lower G, of wisdom. Why did I say that? Why did I remind you of that? Because, hallelujah, this is what they were on the inside, on the outside. They were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but on the inside, hallelujah, they were Yahweh is gracious. Who is like God? Our God has helped us. And it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, but it matters what's a God on the inside. It matters if you really know who you are. It matters. God, somebody help me in this place. Let it be known. I will not die. The outside of us Babylonian names, but things aren't always what they seen on the outside. The fire of the enemy may rage, but the fire of God that is inside of a child of God cannot be overcome by the fire of the enemy. Come on. They fell down bad. Their feet were tied with ropes. Their hands were tied with ropes. It's where their coat, their hose, and their pants, everything about them could not be removed. And they threw them in and they fell down bound. Stay with me, I'm about to be finished. But the Bible says that suddenly King Nebuchadnezzar became alarmed and he jumped up. Now we got know he saw the guards be consumed. It is what it is. Guards are dying a dozen. That's what the devil thinks about your child. If he can destroy, he don't care who he walks over and who he destroys to get to you. He doesn't care. But he became alarmed. And he suddenly jumped up. Why? Now there's a, there, there's a writing called the Septuagint. The Septuagint is the writings of the Hebrew, original Hebrew translation into the Greek. That is the Septuagint. Now this ain't the scriptures. This ain't words. But these are writings. That, that probably were, I don't know, maybe 100, 200 years after this would have taken place. Okay. So, so the Septuagint 
Do you know what the Septuagint says about Daniel 3? And verse, what verse is it? I don't think I read that one. I did, I didn't go that far. Anyhow, I think it's verse 20, 25. Anywho, you can know that. Don't matter. The Septuagint says that the reason that Nebuchadnezzar got alarmed and jumped up is because he heard Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael singing praises. Now, whether that's Bible or not, that works for me. Because of the stand that they had, come on, somebody, when they would not sing or worship the music of the enemy, hallelujah, they made their own music, even in the fire. Amen. Just like Paul and Silas. Because the Bible says that he was alarmed and he jumped up and he said to the advisors, Hey, wait a minute. Did we not just cast three men into that fire? They said, Yes, sir, we did. Hallelujah. He's thinking, Why am I hearing somebody talk? Why am I hearing music? That's not the music that I, amen, orchestrated. Ah, amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I see one 
man. And he looks like the Son of God. How do you know what he looks like? Come on. The Holy Ghost will make sure that the enemy knows you mean business. Somebody help me, I'm trying to finish. And he went to the door. And he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out here. They fell down bound, but they walked out. Unscathed. Not only did they walk out, they were walking in the fire. Why? Because the only thing the fire did was burn off the ropes that had been bound. That's the only thing the fire did. Oh, come on, somebody. Do you hear that? Because when they came out, now listen, listen, listen. Word travels fast in the spirit world. Every demon that's ever been assigned to your life will show up when you're in the fire. Yeah. Because they're going to see, oh, okay. Come on. Because the Bible says suddenly the princes and the governors uh -huh. and the officials and all, come on, uh -huh. were standing there. I believe they heard, hey, somebody got thrown in the fire. Yeah. They got thrown in. Come on. Right. And they were standing there. Can I tell you that, hallelujah, your faith and your trust and your obedience and the power of the Holy Ghost will make every demon out of hell stand attention. Amen. It will make every demon stand up and watch you come out. They'll watch you get to God. God's sick. You hear me? Hallelujah. And every one of them, the Bible says they watch. Hallelujah. Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael walk out. And they said, there's not even a hair on their head that's been singed. Their clothes have not been burned. Better yet, they don't even smell like they've been in the fire. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. If you don't bow, then every other demon and every other opposition will have to bow when you walk out of the fire. So let it be known. I will not bow. Because he said, in the world you shall have tribulation. Listen to me. They did not look like what they had been through. I don't like I don't like a fireplace. I don't like a wood burning stove in the house because I don't like to smell like fire. The way I love that smell. I don't like that. It makes everything smell like smoke, like fire. So you can't even get near fire. And not smell like it. They were in it. That's why you can see if you've been through what I've been through, you would be praising too. I don't look like what I've been through. Hallelujah, my God. Because my God has brought me out. The devil took me in the fire. But God was with me. I was not alone. He rescued me. And he brought me out. in this world you shall have tribulation Jesus said but be of good cheer because I have 
overcome the world. Why did they not look like what they've been through? Because the trial had no power over them. Can they come to the music? They got complete deliverance. Jesus was that fourth man. What was Jesus in the fire? He was grace. He was everything he needed to be, but I choose today to say he was grace. Because the fire of the enemy cannot overcome the grace of God. He was the grace that got them through the fire. I say today, do you think they even saw him? I'm not sure they even saw Jesus in there. They just knew. Come on, somebody. Come on. I don't know. See, I told you I think too much sometimes. I'm like, did, did they see Jesus? We don't always see him, but we know he's there. We can praise him even when we don't see him. Even when we don't feel nothing but the fire, we can praise him. Because all the fires do is burning off everything that the enemy thought he was going to keep you down. They fell down mad, but they started walking around. Glory to God, do you understand? Hallelujah. That's almost as far too far fetched to believe. Hallelujah. The world can't believe those kind of things. Hallelujah. But greater, greater things. They said, let it be known. We will not bow. Sing with me across this place. We will not bow. <laughs> I heard the Lord say, some of you are under pressure. The pressure to compromise is right where you are. It's exactly where you're at right now. And I heard the Lord say that if you'll speak without thought, that you will not bow. No matter what it brings, you will stand. That he's going to show you. He's going to show you. Soon, I hear him say soon. I'm trying. I'm, I've been trying. I tried when I was in West Virginia. I tried to try to refrain, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I said it last week. There's a shaking that's that's taking place, and God's allowing it to expose the enemy. Amen. And we're feeling the effects of it. But hear me. It will not destroy the child of God. It will not take you down. Hallelujah. And you're feeling the pressure. You're feeling that I believe that we're right on the brink. Amen. If you don't mind, Jesus help me. I'm not a prophet, but I prophesy. Are you understanding me? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe. Amen. That just in a short time. Hallelujah. In a short time, we're going to see. Hallelujah. A flip. We're going to see. Hallelujah. The other side of the shaking. And you're going to begin to see. Amen. The fruit of your stand. You're going to begin to see the fruit. Hallelujah. Let this season pass. 
hear me, let this season pass and watch in the next season and watch and see if the fruit of your perseverance will not begin to manifest. So I hear the Lord saying, if you'll say, amen, no thinking, we won't even give it a second thought let it be known. I'm not going to bow. God's going to strengthen you right now in this season. You're in this place, you're lost, and you don't know Jesus. Get out of your seat and come on. Come on up here and give your life to Jesus. Come on, if you're backslidden, if you're lukewarm, if you've compromised, get on 